Welcome to The Breakdown with INFB. We're your hosts, Garrett Kelly. And Heidi Gant. On today's episode, we're diving into ag tech. In an industry that is so ripe with technological advancement and opportunity, some farmers still find it challenging to change the way they operate. We'll be talking a lot about this topic during the upcoming Indiana Farm Bureau State Convention on December 14th through 16th in Fort Wayne. So here to give us a preview of the topics they'll cover at convention are Aiden Connolly and Willie Vogt. First up is Aiden Connolly, the president of Agritech Capital, a strategy and investment firm specializing in innovation and technology in the agribusiness sector. So welcome, Aiden. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks again, Aiden. So first, let's talk a little bit about your background. How did you get to Agritech? I guess overall, agriculture in general. Well, I, I hope by telling you this, you won't uninvite me from the conference because uh, I spent a lot of time in Kentucky, as oh. you know, a place over the river, yeah. <laughs> and uh, worked with a company called Alltech, uh, joined them in Ireland, as you can tell from the accent. Um, I was only there less than 12 months when they moved me to France. I got to learn French, got to work with French people, French agriculture. Then they moved me to Brazil, subsequently back to Europe, running 50 countries. Then I had six years in D.C. And uh, the last four years back as chief innovation officer. It was a really interesting journey because in that time frame, the business grew from 23 million to two and a half billion. And um, that became my passion, became the, the thing I was most excited was seeing if I could help startups, ag tech innovators do the same thing. And so I set up Agritech Capital to do that in North Carolina. And um, really, it's been a blast since then. The last, uh, four, well, actually, nearly five years now have been uh, fantastic. So obviously, from what you're saying, um, you've worked in a lot of different countries. Looks like you've lived in six different countries, speak several different languages. So with all that worldly experience, what would you say is the biggest difference in ag tech across different cultures? Probably not as much as you would think. I used to think that, you know, you're going to go to Thailand or Brazil and you're not going to have issues with labor. Well, guess what? They've got issues with labor. You're going to go to Europe and you're not going to have needs for data management. And, and we do. Um, sustainability is clearly becoming, whether we like it or not, a bigger and bigger discussion. I think it's an opportunity for, for agriculture. But the fact is, it is a conversation that we're having with food companies um, increasingly about the right to produce food and uh, that showing them how we're doing it in the right ways. So so a lot of these technologies, in my view, are not affected by culture. They can be affected by government. The European government has put in place uh, data laws called GDPR um, so that it's hard to track people when they're visiting websites. Um, you're not allowed to store the information. That's very important for ag tech. Um, China... We know a lot about their AI. We know a lot about the use of robotics concerns as to where that data is being stored and how it's being used. So Chinese companies, typically the technology is not exported. But outside of that, what we see in the US is similar to what we see in other countries, that it has been slow. The adoption hasn't been as quick as we imagined, but the size of the potential of what it can do for our business is enormous. Kind of leads into the next question, Aiden. So you mentioned some of the data hurdles, uh, some of those other barriers that are kind of beyond the farm gate. But when you look at farmers in the U.S., where do they kind of rank on their willingness to adapt, to try new things? And maybe what are some things they could you know, do better or 
or work towards uh, to adapting this new tech that's that's all around all the time. Yeah, the U.S. has generally been a leader. Um, certain sectors not as leading as other places. You, you see what um, Europeans are doing a lot with robotics. Why you can't find these workers to work in processing plants, particularly um, processing meat. You can't find people to milk cows the way you used to in the past. So they have embraced robotics faster than the U.S., but the U.S. is also embracing robotics. Uh, China, a lot of sensor technology. Interesting, a lot of technology that I saw when I was there about two months ago, lots of technology to reduce the wastage of energy on the farm. So more around how to use more with the electricity. Um, but the U.S. has been a leader in methane production, the use of wind power, um, so renewable sources of energy to a greater degree. Um, I would say drones and satellite data, U.S. is certainly a leader, but again, certain industries, China's 85% of the cotton crop of China is now being serviced by drones. So there's different parts of it, but in general, the market here is very, very uh, open. It's uh, open to new technology, open to startups, open to innovation. If I was recommending anything, I would always just say, try to do it faster. You know, I met, met a producer there at the World Dairy Expo in Wisconsin. He's, I said, uh, 800 cows went out of business. I said, what did you, what lessons would you tell yourself uh, if you're speaking to yourself five years ago before you had to close? He said, I would have told myself to embrace innovation faster. I think that's a really good thing to say about all aspects of agriculture today. Aiden, you have a new book out called The Future of Agriculture. So in very broad terms, what is the future of agriculture? Well, you have to read the book to find out, don't you? <laughs> uh, the future of agriculture is 160 pages long. I tried to cover lots of subjects, uh, blockchain, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, the metaverse, uh, CRISPR gene editing of plants. Uh, tried to talk about different countries, the US, Israel, New Zealand, Netherlands, what they're doing. Uh, tried to cover what the aspects of how technology is being used in food, with food waste, uh, with optimizing supply chains. Um, so it's just an awful lot to cover. And I have tried not to say this is a good company and this is a bad company. Just present the ideas and give examples of people that are, in my view, innovators that you should check out. I will I will point out that I make no money on the book. Uh, it's a free download for those who want to find it on agritechcapital.com or you could buy it from Amazon. Um, I think it's Amazon UK, but still you can buy it, uh, a physical copy of the book if you wish to. But the point being, I'm trying to get everybody thinking about all the ways in which food production farming will be different in the future. And it's impossible for somebody to imagine all the ways in which it can change. I, I'm quite at the conference, I'll talk about the next 10, 15 years. I'm not going to talk about 50 years because <laughs> there's too many things changing for anybody to really have that kind of attempt at a, a bigger vision. But it is, um, it's just very clear that technologies will be used to a greater degree. I don't think it'll take people from the farm. I don't think we'll have fewer farm, fewer people on our farms. I think it'll change the nature of work the way it has in, I'll talk about hospitals, but you know, it's clearly changed the nature of healthcare. I think it will make the work smarter. We're going to be hiring smarter workers. And of course, we have consolidation. So we'll have fewer farms overall with more technology used on those larger farms. 
That's great. So, so Aiden will be a keynote at our INFB convention, and we'll talk a lot about these topics and others, I'm sure, as, as it relates to technology. But, you know, Aiden, as you speak at these conferences or events, maybe what's what are some of the the main questions you get, or or main things people want to know more about um, after you've given your presentation? Well, I usually get pretty smart questions. I mean, I've spoken at some uh, Hoosier events. I've spoken at some Purdue events. Um, at their agribusiness uh, last June. And we get into conversations about is the future vertical farming, insect farming, what's happening with alternatives to meat, milk and eggs. Um, most interesting question I got was from a group called the Nuffield Scholars. They're between the ages of 25 and 35. They come from farming backgrounds. They met me in a meeting and they had me uh, present at a meeting in Canada. And somebody asked me, um, uh, did I think the future of food production was on Earth or was it going to be in Mars? Now, that's uh, very much of an Elon Musk idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite keen on Elon going to Mars, actually, myself. Um, we, can, we, won't, we won't conclude whether I think he should be brought back or not. But uh, it's definitely bigger thinking like that that's required. Um, farming the sea, lots of discussions, lots of great questions about who owns data when data is produced on the farm. I wouldn't expect any less from uh, from your convention, but I would say you're very lucky because aside from the strength of the organizations I've met, hog farmers, turkey farmers, egg farmers in Indiana, uh, you also have great universities, great institutions teaching people. So I'm sure that there'll be uh, lots of uh, very in-depth uh, questions for me that'll make me very uncomfortable, but I'm looking forward to them. Sounds great. So you will be on Friday. You'll be our keynote speaker on that Friday. So where can people go to find more information about you? Um, hopefully they'll come see you speak, but if not, um, where else can they find information about you? Well, I'm going to repeat what you just said, which is whatever I say on that day will only be on that day. So you have to be there. <laughs> but aside from that, um, I uh, publish everything that I publish uh, on Forbes magazine, um, I republish on my LinkedIn page. I do special blogs on LinkedIn when I travel, like my travels to Brazil, my travels recently to Brazil and just before that to China. Um, I also um, try to put everything up on agritechcapital.com. Um, so I've got two books out, the second one, The Future of Agriculture. The first was about business planning. So that's where you'll find me. And you can follow me on Twitter if you wish as well. But um it's uh, it's not too difficult. If you Google Aiden Conley, you'll get to me pretty quickly. Sounds good. Well, we look forward to seeing you in Fort Wayne and hopefully uh, people will come check you out. I'm looking forward to it. And thanks for the uh, chance to talk today. Yeah. Thanks again, Aiden. Willie Vote has been covering agricultural technology advancements for more than 40 years, most recently as the Executive Director of Content and User Engagement for Farm Progress. We're excited to have him lead a breakout session at our annual convention on technologies that are changing agriculture. So welcome, Willie. Thanks. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining us, Willie. First, let's get into a little bit of your background in ag tech. So what got you interested in that area? Was it the agriculture or was it the technology? How'd you get there? So it's a, the joke is that um, I don't have a farm background and I got into ag journalism when I got out of college at Iowa State and fell in love with agriculture. And then over, you know, we back in the early 80s, I would survived covering ag during the middle 80s, which we don't talk about anymore. 
we get into the early 90s and I uh, and I started freelancing in 1990 and suddenly things started to happen differently in ag. We'd survived the 80s depression. And then we started looking at how we were doing business. 93, I think it was, 94, somebody came up with a yield monitor, a way to monitor yield live without GPS. And then that started getting around. We started talking about this and light bars showed up. And suddenly I'm like, hey, this is really cool. Now, I've always been kind of a tech lover, science fiction fan, computers, the whole bit. And so this kind of fell into my wheelhouse and I started covering it. And since the early 90s, well, in the 80s, I was involved in a lot of tractor introductions and equipment and things were starting to go there. And then I just kept on with it and it's been fantastic. But when you think about where we are and where we were back in the early 90s, it's crazy in the last 30 years where we've come. Well, and that kind of leads really well into my next question. So for those who don't know, what what are some of the most impactful tech advancements that you've seen over the past few years or even past decades? What what really stands out most to you? Well, first of all, we have to start with my concept, and I'll discuss this at the annual meeting, is like both the hardware and the software of agriculture. The hardware of agriculture is something you could touch most of the time. It's a tractor, it's a combine, and what's in there. But the software of agriculture is just as exciting because while we were messing with equipment and bringing technology to equipment, we brought a lot of technology to the very seed we planted on the farm. If you look in the mid-90s in biotechnology, today that's still the number one change in our industry. Um, I saw a post on LinkedIn just recently. Somebody was looking at uh, yields in eastern Iowa. Uh, it's been tremendous drought there. They're still getting 58 bushels in soybeans on average. Um, you think about that kind of technology, and that's a, a game changer. We're just moving into new game changers now in terms of biologicals, autonomy, um, automation. There's a difference. I'll discuss that. So there's a lot of things going on. I would say, though, biotechnology still ranks as one of the hottest changes in the last 25 years. And that includes some of the biologicals that are coming for farmers for the future. So that covers looking back. What you know, Put your crystal ball out. What do you think looking forward? What's going to be the next game changer? Well, I think autonomy. I really think taking the driver out of the machine. How that looks, well, uh, there are different ways that can be approached. And I want to discuss that with everybody in Indiana because uh, different farmers of different sizes can engage this technology. You know, I think there's a lot of conversation, only the big guys can afford this. And it's not true. Um, there are some really neat automation technologies, robots, autonomous, excuse me, and I'll discuss that. Automation is one thing. Everything's got automation. Autonomy, once we take the driver out, there are technologies that are coming that will even help a mid-sized farmer double his, product, his or her productivity from the same machine. It's pretty exciting. So that's an interesting point that I think, yeah, a lot of people think, oh, well, high-tech stuff is not, I, I can't afford that. So why even try? Or even the the old school guys who have always done something one way and think that they don't really need to change what they're doing. Have you found that to be um, really prevalent in the ag world that people don't like to adopt new technologies? Or do you think people are hungry for that? It, it, it uh, That goes on a personality basis. There are no two farms that are the same, Heidi. So I think the same is true that there are no two management approaches that are the same. Some folks are very comfortable engaging new ideas. Some want to take their time, um, maybe see a neighbor fail. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. But the other side of it is they see neighbors succeed. Um, they see a neighbor that put in auto steering. Uh, I read a statistic recently that 
just only about half the corn crop was planted with auto steering in 2023. So we see that neighbor, though, that's able to run 12 hours, get out of the cab and go to his son or daughter's baseball game or whatever, and isn't dead tired because he's been watching a row indicator for the last 12 hours, and still they're getting their corn planted. So I think as people see this engagement, and then the other side of it is, you engage what you can afford. And I'm a big fan of appropriate technology, appropriately applied, but there's a lot of really good stuff out there. You can run off your smartphone to make you better at what you're doing on the farm. So I think, and that's part of what I'll discuss when we're together in December is, uh, I have a whole program. I was involved in a paper at the University of Wisconsin on this very topic. What are the steps you need to take to then engage technology based on your farm size, your business model, and that type of thing. And that's pretty much how I wrap up my talk when I speak about this technology topic. Awesome. So, Willie, we kind of talked about how you, in a way, stumbled into this career and it was kind of a perfect fit for you and in your former role with Farm Progress. But, you know, now that that's kind of wrapped up, how do you keep up with all this? Sometimes I can barely keep up with what phone is out and what, you know, what the latest update is on that. So how do you keep up to date on everything in this in this realm? First of all, you might want to consider the iPhone 15 Pro. But anyway, moving on. Um, I do try and keep it, it. It's easy to keep up nowadays. Uh, email servers and also talking to friends and keeping up. I'm also attending Agritechnica, giant farm show in Europe. They actually have a whole building devoted to smart farming. And what's going on in Europe, some of the autonomy that came to the, it's in the United States started in Europe. Uh, one of the first companies I covered in 2015 with autonomous mini cultivators was NAO, N-A-I-O from France. Well, they're out of California now. They've got stuff working out there. Yes, it's not corn and soybean yet, but there's bigger machines and they're doing interesting technologies. It started, some of the earliest autonomous stuff I saw was in Agritechnica. So that's one of the ways I'll keep up. I'm hoping to keep my hand in at CES and I do pay attention to what's going on as much as I can. It's actually, if you focus on it, which I do, it's pretty easy to keep up. If you don't focus on it, my job is to help farmers find that stuff and, and focus on it. I still keep that as a mission for myself. Um, so I know you've kind of touched on some of the things that you'll cover at the convention. What else can can you share with us that you'll be sharing with farmers? Uh, I know you're covering some some top technologies in, in the business. Um, any previews? Well, I think uh, previews per se, one of the things is just to discuss the the, tech, the different technologies that are changing and how they different work, ones work. In other words, how does big data play into your everyday farm? How does gene editing play into your future farm? What are biologicals doing and what kinds of biologicals are out there? Because there's different games out there right now in terms of just nutrient management. I see one major company just added two more products, biologically based products for 2024. One will focus on phosphate. They've already got one focusing on nitrogen and then also the rise of uh, biological fungicides. We could talk about some of those and what they mean. The challenge with biologicals, and I'll explain this when we're together, is that it's a very it's it's the wild wild west. I mean, before there were some other technologies that were that have settled down, but biologicals are still the wild wild west, and it's kind of fun to watch what's going on there. So we will we'll walk through automation, autonomy, gene editing, biologicals, and some of the also how to engage autonomy and what's happening in the industry and what forces are driving autonomy beyond labor, because labor is the number one thing. But there are some other things driving autonomy that I'll also discuss. As far as the format of your presentation at our convention, is it, you know, will there be time for questions? And maybe what's uh, the most common question you've kind of seen around the country as you present? 
Well, I think uh, there'll be time for questions. I hope to, I've got an hour and I'm hoping to wrap up at about 50 minutes. So I do like to get the questions and help people clarify in their minds what they've heard, because to be honest, it's a big data dump and I'm going to really push out a lot pretty fast. I gave this speech recently to a group of older uh, farmers and ag people, and there were some great questions. I think some of the questions are, how are they gonna pay for this? Uh, what's the cost gonna be? What's changing in the nature of how it's paid for? That's happening. And then also, I think some of the questions are like, how do I how do I learn more about my farm or how do I engage this technology if I want to? And if I don't want to, can I keep farming? And it's like, well, yeah, are you still farming? So it's, but I think the other side of it is it's getting competitive and the, the farmers that are engaging the technology properly and rolling it in will tell you that they have a leg up on all their neighbors all the time. So that's, I don't want to create this dichotomy of, of uh, super competition, but even a little leg up and how you can do something that might allow you to pay a little more for rent can be a big deal. Awesome. That's interesting. So uh, people can find you at our state convention in Fort Wayne. You're on Friday, I believe, yes. that December 15th. Um, so people can check out our website, www.infb.org forward slash events uh, to learn more about that. Um, Willie, where else can people go uh, for more information about you or or just to chat with you if they want? Well, I'm on Twitter, uh, Twitter at uh, Willie1701A. I think that's right. Willie1701A. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You can track me down there. Uh, I've, you can look up stuff I've written at Farm Progress. There's a lot of stuff in there with my name on it over the years, and I'm still doing stuff for them. I just recently completed a project based on technology, working with a lot of farmers that engage technology for their operations. It's been in Farm Futures for the last few months, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm harder to find than I used to be. You know, you retire, you kind of drop off the radar for people. That's not true. The interesting thing too is I'll be there all day Friday for the convention. So not only am I speaking, but I'm hanging out with everybody. So I'm looking forward to some of that social time, which I really enjoy, because there are some of your members I've known for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we look forward to seeing you in Fort Wayne and uh, we hope to speak with you again soon. You you're a wealth of information, so I'm sure people will, will be uh, flocking to your breakout session. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Heidi and Gary. Appreciate it. Thanks, Willie. Really. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed our conversation today, make sure to subscribe to The Breakdown with INFB and even rate and review us to let us know how we're doing. For more information, visit infb.org slash podcast. Next month, join us for a conversation about water with Arizona Farm Bureau President Stephanie Smallhouse.